0: Hello friends. Welcome back to Cordy's Corner. This is a podcast where I share knowledge, strategies, and tools that I find helpful to overcome challenges and experiences in life. Today, I'm looking forward to sharing my experiences on how I maintain what I think and feel is a healthy, balanced lifestyle or my best attempt at a healthy and balanced lifestyle. I'm going to share how I follow a routine. I'm going to share my eating and exercising habits, as well as different things that I've changed in my way of seeing, and my way of doing things, my way of thinking, that have contributed to having better mental health. Before getting into things, I do want to make a disclaimer that the following information is provided for informational or educational purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice or a consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional prior to making any healthcare-related decisions or to obtain guidance on a specific medical condition. And never disregard any professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of the following content. So most of my days loosely resemble each other, where I have some structure to my days, including days off, including weekdays, including vacation, and I find that that works better for me. I find that I am able to do a little bit of everything that I would like to do that follow under leisure, productivity, and self-care. And I find that it's a more balanced and a more holistic way of living my life. That being said, I'm not very uptight on how everything is scheduled. It's mostly to have a guide for me to know, okay, what's the goal for today? What am I working on today? It helps me stay productive. It helps me use my time more efficiently And I find that I'm more motivated to get things done. I am a doer. I like taking things off my to-do list. And I've kind of strayed from to-do lists. And this I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. But it's nice to know I like having things to do. I like achieving things and I like accomplishing things. So having that structure allows me to do more things. But also it keeps me accountable. And Planning my week ahead of time, which I'll do towards the end of the week, is very helpful for me to maintain that routine and that structure. I will take some time to sit down and look at my calendar and figure out what I have coming up for the week, the the following week. And I'll think of what I feel like doing, what I would like to achieve that week, and I'll kind of plug and play different things in my calendar. For example, if I have a goal of going to the gym three times a week, I'm going to look at to see if I have any busier days where it would make more sense to take it a little bit easier in the morning since I do work out in the morning and also planning that time in my, in my calendar to go to the gym. It helps me not, it helps me pull through, pull through, it helps me, what's the word that I'm looking for? It helps me follow through with my plans, but also ultimately with my goals. I also take the time to plan what I'm going to eat the following week. And I will grocery shop over the weekend. And prior to going to the groceries, I will make a list based off of what I'm looking to, to eat, what I'm looking to prepare, and what I'm missing already, um, what I'm missing from home so i'll I'll sit down. I'll think maybe i I'll think I'll think of what I want to have for breakfast. I'll think of what I want to have for snacks, what I'm going to prepare for lunches and for dinners. And I will head over to the grocery store typically on a Saturday or a Sunday to prepare myself to prep my meals and my snacks for the week. I find that meal prepping helps me stay on track of eating better and eating more balanced meals and not eating out. I find that prepping my meals for the week is very helpful and I I kind of enjoy it. It's a bit of, it helps me do something productive typically on a Sunday. And I know that when I don't really feel like doing much, I prefer doing more mindless things on Sundays and not be too demanding of myself. I will put on a movie or put on a show. On my laptop in the kitchen, and I'm going to get to working. Roll my sleeves up and wash any produce. Um, if there's any meals that I want to cook, I will cook them. And typically, I like to have my lunches prepped and cooked and put in the respective containers. So I will cook one to two meals, and I'm okay eating the same food every day. Towards the end of the week, I do get a little tired of eating the same thing, but for the greater, the higher goal of eating healthy and having food ready when I am hungry, I think it's worth it. And on weekends, I do my best to do my most intense and longest sport. In the spring, it'll be more so something like a run or a long ride. And I'm very fortunate to live where I live, where these things are easily accessible to me. It's a way for me to be physically active. It's a way for me to get outdoors. It's a way for me to get some sunlight, ideally. It's a way for me to also enjoy nature, enjoy the outdoors. Sometimes if I I do one of those, a run or a hike or a ride with a friend, that's typically going to be on a Saturday or a Sunday. And I, I just like not feeling rushed. That's the, main, that's the main thing with doing my longest and most intense thing on a Saturday or a Sunday because typically it's Saturday mornings because I don't like feeling rushed. I get to enjoy the activity a lot more. I'm more in the moment. If I want to go longer, I can go longer. Also, if I'm tired or completely drained after doing it, I can just chill. So Saturdays and Sundays are the better days for me to do those things. And in the winter time, it'll be most likely it can be a hike, so winter hiking is something that I did pick up recently. Mostly it'll be going downhill skiing or cross country skiing, and that's when I'm going to push myself the most. It's my most intense, it's my most intense workout of the week. So that's what my r- routine kind of looks like on weekends. On weekdays, they do look different. They are the most similar from Monday to Thursday. I from Fridays as well, but Fridays Fridays are part of the weekend in my mind. And one thing that's really important for me in maintaining good health is getting enough sleep. I learned in the last last year and a half or two that my body needs 8 to 9 hours of sleep per night. And some people think that's a lot. It might be a lot, but everybody has different needs and that's what my body functions best off of. And since sleep is a priority for me and it's pivotal for me to get enough sleep to function properly in the day, and it's also really important for my health, managing my various health conditions to get enough sleep, I plan my days around I plan my daily routine around bedtime and sleep. So knowing that I want to get eight to nine hours of sleep per night, I figure out when do I need to wake up the next morning. And typically I do my best to wake up at the same time every day. I've been told that it's better for you. Apparently some studies demonstrated that. But I aim to wake up. I plan when I want to wake up or when I need to wake up whether I want to go to the gym or I'm going skiing or I'm starting work a little bit early. I figure out when I need to wake up and then I calculate back from that time at what time I would need to go to bed in order to get enough hours of sleep. That's the main thing that I take into account when figuring out bedtime and when I wake up. I have, I find that having a consistent routine like that is when I feel the best. Related to sleep in the morning, when I wake up, one of the first things that I like to do is getting some light in my eyes, whether that's through sunlight or through my happy lamp. I also aim, I make my bed I would say six out of seven days of the week, I make my bed. It's rare that I don't make my bed. I'm very particular about doing many things, as you'll probably learn through this journey with me. But making my bed is one of those things where in the morning, it's it just I feel good. I, I've i also heard that it's 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 very good for your mind and for your mental health, your emotional health to make your bed it's something that i find that once i make my bed i just i'm like okay that's one thing that i've already done make my bed and then after making my bed i will move to doing my self-care routine for the morning and get dressed appropriately for whatever the next thing i have planned to do i i liked i very much am uh somebody who likes to prepare and i like to not have things on my mind. So while I'm getting ready, getting dressed, getting ready for the day, I figure out what I need to bring with me and then I'll bring it close to the door. That way I know that I that task is done and I have more mind space to focus on whatever I'm doing next and to enjoy whatever I'm doing next. And there's a bunch of little things that I like to do if I have time, but I also aim to make time for that in the morning before I get started with my day. I find that I feel better emotionally and mentally. I know that my future self will appreciate it. And it's a way, it's a calmer and more soothing way to start the day. My mind doesn't really need to be going. My mind doesn't really need to be working all that hard and it's satisfying for me to do. And it's it's one of the times that I learned that I prefer to do these things. And I don't know, it's just something that I find that makes my mornings and and ultimately makes my days. And it, those are little things that I don't really enjoy doing at night anyways. So I, it's just the time that I find is the best for me to do those things. And taking care of my plants is something that is more recent. It's something that I picked up a couple of years ago. And I just find something so satisfying and enjoyable about nurturing another living being other than myself. I started with one plant, with an aloe plant. And now I have, I don't know how many I have. This is one of them. Its name is Snape. Um, (laughs) All my plants have names. I talk to my plants because studies show that it helps plants thrive more and it just makes me happy inside when I see my plants are doing well and I'm proud of myself for being the reason for that. It's enjoyable to see my plants growing. Some of them like this one has not grown in a while. I don't know why. I'm developing my green thumb. I didn't always have a green thumb so it's a nice lear- It's a nice learning experience and I love seeing my plants flourish and also reaping reaping the actual harvest of no reaping the actual fruits of my labor I'm thinking in French I think that's how you say it reaping the actual fruits of my labor because I have strawberry and mint plants that I do in the spring summer right now they're dormant And I'm very much looking forward to taking care of them, to getting them back out and to taking care of them and having some fresh mint and some fresh strawberries to eat. It's overall just so, I find it so rewarding and encouraging to, to, to see something so concrete come out of my efforts. And it's also been fun learning how to take care of different plants. They each have different needs, different preferences, Some of them need to be watered more often than others. Some of them prefer more shade. Some of them prefer more light. I, being this a scientist at heart, I very much enjoy learning how to take care of them and what to give them to help them thrive the best. It's also very motivating to see them perk back up. Not only have I learned a lot about taking care of plants, which is nice in itself, but also taking care of plants has improved my overall well-being and has positively added to my life And I now I know a lot more about plants but in the process of learning how to take care about plants, I've learned a lot about myself having this responsibility I've learned that I like to do these little things in the morning. I've learned that I need the routine. I've learned that my memory is not great. So I use an app to remind me when to (laughs) water some plants, also because I don't really understand all of their needs. And I've learned that I can I can achieve something that I I can learn something new and become good at it. I'm not great with my plants, although most of them are doing pretty good right now. So I'm very pat on my back, very proud of myself for that. But it's it's also while I've learned stuff about myself I've learned things about life that little lessons I've learned that we all go through challenges and struggles in life and it's so easy to get all bogged down in the challenges and the struggles that you're going through in life but then I find that when you're struggling it's easy to forget that things can get better and that you can you can come out better on the on the other side you can come out better and stronger for it after it and that whatever it, you're struggling with in the moment is for now that this is something that you will overcome that you can overcome and that ultimately you will be you'll be better and stronger for on the other side of it that's something worth working towards seeing the direct relationship of nurturing and putting in work into my plants and the outcome of that. But ultimately what I mean by that is I see parallels in my plants overcoming some struggles and it kind of reminds me, it reinforces the the, the good, it kind of reminds me that I also am doing better and I I can overcome challenges in life and I'm thinking of one particular plant that I got a couple of years ago that has gone through a lot with me and seeing all the growth seeing it it had some really really dark days it had some really difficult days just as I did and it was my little buddy kind of through that challenging time and I'm very it, it feels good to see it be such a strong gorgeous plant after these years albeit all the challenges that it went through not only did it struggle a little bit because i did not know what i was doing or i was not taking care of it well enough it's knowing that also it the time the experiences that i went through while i had that plant and seeing it thrive and then seeing how much better i am now compared to before and compared to how much I was struggling at that time it just feels so it's so rewarding to see it's so rewarding to see it's like a a visual representation of what resilience really is seeing that direct relationship of getting a reward out of the work that you put in because i find that when i'm always on a mission to improve myself and i find that in that mission i get so so focused on the mission which is improving, 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 but I don't really sit down and take a time to step back and look at where I'm at now. And the parallel that I'm making with plants is I can see that in plants, but I don't always see that in myself. And it reminds me that while my, while my plants are doing well, I'm doing well. And I overcame a lot of struggle struggles and I've grown and I'm much better than I was the last time when when I was last going through something difficult. Overall, seeing plants thriving and being resilient has had a significant impact on my mental health, a very positive one. It encourages me to keep pushing. It encourages me to stick it out for the better days that are to come. It reminds me that life is about going through peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys is an excellent book that I read um, a couple months ago. I think I read it last year. It's a really, really good book that I recommend. It's about going through, navigating through the ups and downs of life and which are the peaks and the valleys, but also enjoying the current phase of life that you're in because while you may be in a valley and things may be very difficult and you're looking at the peak where you want to go and it's it feels impossible it feels difficult it feels so far and it feels not worth it and the message that i got from this book is to enjoy the present moment and while things are tough right now things will look up it just it's it's pretty much inevitable so it motivates me to it, it, it encouraged the reader to to shift their mindset and see things difficult things in life from a different perspective. And overall, that book really helped me go through a very difficult time in my life. And it reminded me that, yes, things are difficult now, but things will get better. It's just a matter of time. And I learned to use that valley as an opportunity to work on what I want my peak to be when that peak comes I need to remember that what goes up must come down it will only last so long and life is there are peaks and valleys in life it's not just peaks and it's not just valleys so to cherish every moment even the difficult ones because it's so wonderful to work hard and then when you achieve something and you reach that peak to look back at that it's not it's not a bad time it might have been challenging and difficult but it's something that is 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 worth celebrating with life being all peaks and valleys when you're in a valley there will be more peaks that will be coming but back to plants <laughs> sorry I went on a bit of a tangent but back to plants um they make me happy inside when i see that my plants are doing well when they're growing taller when their leaves are growing when there's new leaves or new branches right now my monstera has a new leaf that came out it's the first one in I want to say a good a couple months maybe it just makes me so happy and then every day I go to see the plant and I'm like hi Monty how are you doing I see you have a new leaf I give it words of encouragement and I just enjoy I enjoy my plants I appreciate how plants have livened up my living space and have added character it, it aligns well with taking care of plants aligns well with a lifelong goal of mine of growing my own food starting my own garden and eventually having my own homestead i just i'm very glad that i took up this new hobby and i'm i'm very i really appreciate what it brings into the positive impact that it has into my life so going back to my morning routine after i take care of my plants I will go and take care of myself and uh that mostly looks like me doing some exercise, moving my body. I aim to do that most mornings. I find that I feel much better when I exercise before my day starts. I just my in the previous episode I talked about the benefits of physical activity and exercise on mental health, and that is something that I've really observed that when I exercise, my mood is better. I'm happier. And I also, doing a difficult workout in the morning, which is what I do on the weekdays, I feel like I can do so much more in the day. But also that having done something difficult and having challenged myself and pushed myself, okay, throw whatever you want at me. I got my workout in. I already had a great morning. Whatever comes next is, is a bonus, in the morning, I find, the on weekday mornings, I find that I, I, I need to do something efficient and that brings my mood up. And some options include walk, watching the sunrise or a sunrise walk with or without my brother's dog, doing yoga at home. I follow yoga with Cassandra. I will link her in the description. She is one of my favorite uh, yogis online. So doing one yoga video in the morning that is a very easy way for me to get my day started well. And it's a very, it's a very soft way of launching my day. If I'm able to run or if it's the season to run, although at this point I run pretty much in any weather, but if it is, if I decide, if I'm able to run and if it's a running day, I will do a short or medium timed run I'm not going to do a long run on the weekday it doesn't because it just takes too much energy and the most frequent option that I go for is going to work out at the gym I figure out what I feel like working out that day what would be helpful for whatever I have coming up in the week depending on what other workouts I have or what other uh, sports I'm planning on um depending on what other sports I'm planning on doing, to make sure that I'm not overexerting myself, and also to achieve my personal fitness goals. I aim to go to the gym to either do a specific set of exercises or to be there for a specific, set, a specific amount of time. And I find it just overall enjoyable to do exercise in the morning It lifts my mood. It sets the tone for the day. I feel, I physically feel stronger. There is apparently this thing called a pump and I learned about it recently, but I feel stronger and physically, but also mentally, I feel that I lay a better foundation for me to tackle the day. It's also nice to have this already out of the way and done. So ultimately I feel better about myself having accomplished something positive that I want and that I get to do. So after I exercise, I'll go home, get ready for the day, shower, all that jazz. And I typically eat my first meal after I work out. I like having a longer fasting window. I don't do intermittent fasting by the book. But I also prefer not eating first thing in the morning. I don't remember where I got this from and it's not something that I necessarily recommend. But it's just something that I find that works for me is to work out while fasting. I, For some of the goals that I have, some of the fitness goals that I have, I did read some scientific studies that show that eating after working out is helpful. And I find that I'm not very hungry first thing in the morning so I want to, I'd rather work out and then eat after because it's more important for me personally to eat for to make sure I feel my body to recover well. And also depending on my my goals, for example, if I want to get some gains and eating after working out is very important. Moving on to my mood, to my eating habits, I get asked a lot, like, do you follow a diet? Do you what do you eat? Like, what do you not eat? I don't count calories. I don't count macros. That is just where I'm at in this phase of my life. I ideally eat to work out, to feel better and to be more energized. Although some days I do work out to eat or I will indulge after a workout session, which is usually on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But overall, I aim to include half a plate of vegetables. I prefer to eat whole grains or whole foods over processed or refined foods. I love fruit, but I have learned that eating as much fruit as I did previously is not necessarily healthy. So I prefer to eat fruit that have a lower glycemic index. I'll prioritize fruit that have lower glycemic indexes and have fruit as dessert or after meal and also in moderation I used to eat a lot of fruit I thought it was very healthy to eat a ton of fruit because growing up with the food guide it recommended getting I don't remember how many portions of fruits and veggies and growing up I did not like eat vegetables so I just thought it was fruits or vegetables I'm a lot better at that now eating more balance, I do eat a lot more vegetables I also drink plenty of water Water is my number one choice of drink. I carry a large water bottle with me and I keep water in most of the rooms at home. I find that keeping water, having water available to me reduces the number of excuses and barriers to actually drinking water. And overall, that's just a way that I manage to do things that are important to me. It's just Prevent reducing any barriers or any ways that I'm going to find an excuse to not do something. I also aim to have a moderate consumption of alcohol, junk food, and fruit or sweetened drinks. I don't deprive myself of almost anything, but I do allow things in moderation and I plan or time when I will have certain things. For example, I will, I recently learned about how it is helpful to have fruit as dessert or after a meal, I read the book Glucose Revolution by Jessie, I don't know how to say her last name, in Chalspin, where she talks about the impact of eating certain foods and how it infa- impacts your your glucose levels and how it may impact how you feel. She also talks about the importance of adding fiber to your meals, which is something that I've been doing for a very long time. I'm very proud of myself for eating enough fiber. Either I will get fiber through whole foods or by adding seeds such as flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds to various meals that I have throughout the day. And like my bread bread that I eat is not a very refined bread. It's a Bavarian sourdough bread that also has some flax seeds and some, I forget, poppy seeds, I think, and sunflower seeds in the bread. So adding fiber is really important to me to maintain good health. I'll also add those seeds to Oatmeal, muffins, or pancakes, whatever I'm baking, whatever, and yogurts, whatever I can add them to, I'll add them. It's a way that I kind of like trick myself into thinking that I'm eating something healthier than what it is. And whenever I prepare something, I will limit the salt and the sugar that I add to those meals. I will eat differently depending on what I'm doing or what I plan on doing. And after I work out, when I'm looking to, if I did a workout that is targeting more muscle growth, I will make sure that I eat a meal that has carbs and is high in protein within 45 minutes to an hour at the most, uh, following that workout. And overall, when I'm trying to gain muscle, I will eat more per meal, to sustain the level of physical activity and for recovery, and also to give my body the nutrients and the building blocks to build that muscle mass. Eating homemade meals, including desserts over store-bought is something that I aim to do as well. That way I can tweak the recipe as I want and reduce the sugar, add some seeds if I feel that it's it makes sense to, and each week is different. I will do better some weeks than others and I've learned that that's okay. I'm very hard on myself, but one week of not following the plan is not necessarily going to completely ruin the ability to achieve whatever goal I've set for myself. So, moving on to various habits that I've developed and implemented to improve my mental well-being, I there's various things that I do throughout the day pretty much each day or at least I aim to do it most days to help have a better mental health I don't know if you can say that actually well I guess I would say if I could rephrase that there's various things that I do daily and that have become habits that contribute to having a better that contribute to having better mental health that includes taking in the moment even when something is difficult or something is challenging or doesn't go how I planned I will aim I will work to still take in the moment and appreciate what it has to offer me and being more mindful in the moment I will along along with that I will think of what I'm grateful for what I can learn from or take from the situation even if it is difficult, even if it's not ideal, even if it's not what i planned. Ideally writing that down is better than just doing it in my mind, but there are times where i can't write it down and i will make a mental note of it and will probably journal about it later on. I also do my best to not assume things from others. I ask questions. It's it's something that i have difficulty with. I have a very creative imagination, and I can assume a lot of things, and I can get very creative in filling in the blanks. And I've learned that that's just not a healthy way to operate for myself. I would rather ask a direct question, and which may be uncomfortable. I will also express my emotions and my needs, which I am Actively working on. I'm not great at that, but something that I'm actively working on, and all with the ultimate goal of not assuming things and opening that chain, opening that door to communication. I referred to to-do lists earlier on, and I find them very, very helpful. But I changed my mindset and how I approach to-do lists. And I see it as something of more of a goal or an evergreen doc or an evergreen list of things that I would like to complete rather than I need to do this today. It's more as reminders and say, "Hey, if it's possible, let's get this done." or this is what i I don't know. i have I have a weird relationship with to- do lists. I can get very I referred to to do lists earlier in this episode, and my relationship with to-do lists has changed throughout the years. At the end of the day, when I'm going to sleep or when I'm ending my day, I try to not look at my to-do list as, did I do everything I had to do? Rather, I think, okay, what did I get to achieve? What did I achieve? What did I complete? And I find that shifting that perspective is helpful for being more kind to myself. And something else that I do to contribute to having better mental health is limiting my use of social media. I prefer interacting with people in person rather than through a screen. And it's really nice to be able to keep up with people online, but it's something that, oh, well, I didn't have. Uh, the Instagram or Facebook apps on my phone until a couple months ago, until I just before I launched this podcast, actually. So it's not it's something that isn't a it's not a big habit of mine. And it's something that I really, really hope will not become a habit of mine. I aim to not make a habit of doom scrolling. I limit my time on those apps. And if I'm on there, I try to have it be for a purpose. I'm intentionally taking some time to just scroll or to see what my friends have been up to and to just look at memes because that is what I need or feel like doing at that moment. Overall, social media is great. I do prefer the physical face-to-face interaction with my friends by hanging out, running errands together, going on walks together, rather than ideally texting or messaging everything is appropriate in its place obviously what I'm saying is that I've I've learned to separate my relationship with my friends as the actual in-person face-to-face relationship or on the phone or even text I'll, I'll add that to my relationship with them through social media just because somebody follows me or just because I follow them it, it's not the same intera- level of interaction than when we catch up in person and when we take time to actually interact in real time. I also have recently read the book Set Boundaries, Find Peace, which you guys might have peeped over here. It's a book that is written by Nedra glover Tawab. I probably butchered her name. I apologize in advance, but I highly recommend that book. Reading that book has helped me learn what a boundary is and that it's not a bad thing and that it's it's healthy and it's important to have boundaries in your relationships. And I have difficulty with feeling guilty with saying no. It's something that I'm working on and as a people pleaser, It can be at times difficult to prioritize myself and to say no to somebody else's need to put my need first. And reading that book has really helped me understand and learn how to set boundaries, which I'm still not great at. And I definitely could use another read of the book. But all to say, I highly recommend that book as well as I do recommend setting boundaries to improve your mental and emotional well-being. Speaking of emotions, I let myself feel my emotions, whether they're positive or negative. I do my best to express myself. I used to be someone who held things down and didn't allow herself to feel stuff and not express it. And I'm still not great at it. It's still something that I'm working on, but it's really important to me to not bottle things up by... Talking to somebody about an issue or venting to somebody about something that frustrates me, my main goal is to not keep it within me because it is not good for my physical, it is not good for my mental health, but it's also not good for my physical health. If I don't have the opportunity to talk to someone then and there, journaling is a really, really valuable tool that I've added to my roster of things that contribute to my to better mental health and I do this thing called brain dumping it's just something that it's a word it's a term that it's an expression that I came up with where I the concept comes from something that a friend told me about actually and it's just writing or typing whether writing by hand or typing every single thing that comes through my mind everything And every feeling, every emotion, those two might be the same thing, actually. But everything, every thought, every concern, every physical, anything that pops in my mind, it gets downloaded onto the paper or onto the doc, into the document. And that's a brain dump. And I started doing that. I also have not done a brain dump in weeks, but I started doing that a couple months ago. And I find that I feel. Lighter mentally, emotionally, but also physically, like some of the physical sensations that come with different emotions and feelings, they kind of they 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 simmer down or they disappear, and I find that it's a healthier way of coping with emotions and thoughts, especially when they're challenging and difficult. so I do brain dumps. I also am working to starting up doing thought records again. I did this trauma journaling protocol that I followed that was explained by Andrew Huberman. Shout out to Andrew Huberman. I really like his podcast. And I followed that protocol. I think I did three of the four recommended sessions, but I find that that has positively impacted my mental health. And I mention a lot of doing, a lot of doing a lot of things that I do. But sometimes I encourage myself to just do nothing. Nothing with, I will sit down and think or not think. I will not be on my phone. If I'm driving, I'll try to drive without music or audio and just sit with my thoughts and sit with my emotions. When I tell you it is the most uncomfortable thing to do, especially the first times, it is the most uncomfortable thing to do. It's painful. But it's something that I find is important for my well-being long-term to do, especially because I I don't remember where I heard or read this, but a lot of times before you go to bed is the first time when you're lying down in bed It's the first time that you, most people will have had alone with their thoughts, no stimulation. And some people may have difficulty falling asleep because they can't stop their mind from going. And by encouraging myself to just do nothing earlier on in the day, I, let, I allow my mind to just go wherever it needs to go. By doing the brain dumps, I allow my mind to process and think and to offload all of those thoughts and to release that from my body and allow more of myself to be present and able to do other things that are important to me. And I highly recommend trying to sit with yourself and doing nothing. Again, it's so hard. It's not comfortable, but it's important. And but it it has, I think that it has its benefits. And I think, I don't know, I feel like the concept of meditating is probably related to that, like just meditating, sitting down and having your legs crossed and your eyes closed and whatever, and just letting your thoughts come and go. At least when I started doing mindful meditation, that's what... It was presented as is just sitting there and letting your thoughts come and go, not holding on to them, not a lot, not preventing them from from happening, just letting them come and go. I think it's a good way to deal with thoughts and emotions, especially when they're difficult, is to deal with them and not ignore them. And that's what I do throughout the day. I aim to do throughout the day, throughout my day, throughout work, when I'm doing whatever it may be during the day that I try to maintain good and positive mental health positive and good mental health in the evenings I try to find a way to release stress uh drink stress that I've accumulated throughout the day and I ideally do not do this right before bedtime ideally it's before supper or dinner I will do some type of workout or exercise that will get this physical stress out of my body which is probably a run. Maybe I'll go to my fighting class. I might go on a long bike ride or on a long ride, a long walk. Ideally when the sun sets. I have a thing for sunsets, guys. Sunsets and sunrises. There's just something about them that just my 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 body and my soul just feel so at peace and just so calm. And it's just something that I find is Taking the time for myself and to enjoy outdoors, to to enjoy the outdoors and to enjoy nature, but also taking time to give something to myself and to be active and to get all the jitters out from the day, I find that that's very, very helpful for me personally. And also having a fun evening. I have difficulty letting go. I have difficulty relaxing, so planning and being intentional in taking time to relax is something that I find helps me have that balance in have that balance in being productive but also having fun and taking care of myself and about two hours before going to sleep I will shift gears I will start my wind down routine where I will put some laundry to wash I may I'll put the dishwasher to start clean the kitchen and pick out my clothes for the next day figure out what I'm doing the next morning the next day and especially if it's a workout I'll or workout or whatever it may be I'll pick out my clothes and I'll put them on this chair actually Um, I'll put them on my chair and that way it's one less thing for me to do in the morning but also it's just a way to kind of Slow down and wind down, and I'll do that while sometimes by watching a TV show or by listening to an audiobook. And right before going to sleep, I do my best to do something that has little to no stimulation, which el- electronically, for example, which is I'll either listen to an audiobook, I will read a physical book, or I'll journal. And right before, right when I feel, okay, I'm ready to actually sleep, I will do a guided meditation. The the app that I like to use is the Calm app. And I'll typically fall asleep before the meditation even ends. And oh, I forgot to mention my night self-care routine. So I'll typically do that before I get into bed, brush my teeth, floss, brush my teeth, wash my face, shower, whatever it may be. And I'll make sure that my alarm is set when I'm in bed. I'll make sure that my alarm is set for the next day. I figure out what I have to do the next day and confirm that my alarm is set for the appropriate time. Although typically my goal is to be awake at least two hours before i need to be doing something at a set time i want to emphasize that i am not perfect by any means i'm very imperfect i'm the first person to mention i'm very imperfect and i what i shared today is what i aim to do most of the time i don't achieve it all the time but it's it's my goal and i'm learning that that's okay And that I am doing my best. And doing my best is what is most important. And that's all that I have for you guys for today. So those are different things that I do to maintain a healthy-ish, I think, lifestyle. And I thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you're not subscribed yet, feel free to subscribe and to turn on the notifications to be alerted when new videos are posted. I look forward to posting a new episode on the first Monday of the next month. And until then, you can connect with me either on Instagram, on X, formerly Twitter, and I will get around to be posting something on TikTok at some point. So you can find me on TikTok as well. Thank you for tuning in to Corey's Corner. I encourage you to stay curious, stay inspired, and to always keep exploring. I'm your host, Corey, and this is Corey's Corner. Bye!